0: Back to the Sunday race. Uh, my name's Mark Negan. How's it going, guys? How are you? How was your, uh, like, week and stuff? Could you imagine? Mark, you've been back in Dublin for one week. Why are you already reverting back to your 14-year-old self? Why are you speaking like that? By the way, anybody... I know that I've made, I've made this observation before, but anybody who changes their accent as a result of their surroundings is, it's a fundamental flaw of character and a, and a reflection of like a non-existence of integrity. You're one of the worst people in the world if you allow your accent to change once you go to a different place. Also, speaking of non-existing integrity, uh, this episode is brought to you by O'Brown's funeral home out in Rohini. Unbelievable place. Uh, coffins, urns, you know, all that dead shit. Uh, check them out. How are you guys? How are things? Uh, I am incredibly hungover today, so forgive the nasal tone in my voice and the sort of just general chronic whimpering. Forgive me. However, thank you so much for all of your kind messages this week. Thank you to every single person who has signed up to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. It's as a result of you guys directly that the Sunday Rose is still coming out every week. It's as a result of you guys that we're going to be doing the live shows. It's as a result of you guys that I actually get out of bed in the morning with a smile on my face. So genuinely, thank you so much. I owe you the world. Speaking of the live shows, the live show tickets will only be released on the Patreon, just to let you know. So, if you're interested in coming along, which I hope you are, go on to the Patreon. Secondly, I was thinking, because obviously we're doing the baby roast now every Wednesday, which is, yeah, on the Patreon. But I'm thinking of releasing these t-shirts and actually putting the trigger on them. But I have a question. Would you prefer a t-shirt that says, what do you like, Siobhan? Or would you prefer a t-shirt that says, I don't know, absolutely outrageous on it? Let me know what you think, and yeah, we can probably make this happen in the next two weeks. So thank you so much. Anyway, let's get down to brass bloody tax. I'm I'm terrified. Okay, the coronavirus has now just engulfed the world, and I really am afraid. I mean, I know I make light of it, but I genuinely. I'm scared, and also it's just—it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. I got onto the Lewis the other the the other day to go into town, and there was a guy. It was a really busy Lewis, and there was a guy trying to stand up in the middle of the Lewis without touching anything. He looked like he was fucking surfing. Do you know what I mean? Surfing on the way into Harcourt Street on the Lewis. He looked absolutely ridiculous. And you had public like generally now public transport is like it's generally quite foul, but it's now just at an all time all-time low. I mean, if somebody so much as coughs on public transport, the look of hatred you see in people's eyes. People literally scowl at you as if you've done you've done the worst thing in the world. I mean, I'm literally washing my hands more often than fucking Lady Macbeth. I literally, more than Jack Nicholson in as good as it gets. I am, my hands are constantly soaking fucking wet. I was on the Lewis the other day. Actually, this is, I rarely talk about serious stuff, but this is, this is pretty sad. I was on the Lewis the other day, and this sort of, this is what bothers me about Ireland. So I'm on the Lewis the other day, okay? And a woman got kicked off the Lewis for breastfeeding. Can you believe it? Ridiculous. In this day and age, in this day and age, no man, woman, or child should be punished for breastfeeding. It is one of the most natural acts performed by a human on planet Earth. And also, I was quite thirsty. Chill out. Anyway, yeah, I'm 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 scared now. I was out for dinner with my dad on Tuesday. My dad out for dinner with him, and I decided to try and make light about the whole coronavirus because it's all anybody's talking about, you know. And I say to him, uh, "Yeah, Dad, actually, I'm getting pretty worried about this, you know, pretty worried about the old uh, the, the the coronavirus news." Like, well, why are you worried? I was like, well, look, it's a bit, it's a bit of an awkward one for us to talk about, but uh, basically. I actually end up sleeping with a uh, a woman from Northern Italy on uh, on the weekend, and he was like, "Right?" and I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So I obviously like I'm quite quite panicked, you know, getting a bit antsy about it. He's like, "Oh no, no, you've got nothing to worry about." And I was like, "Well, yeah, but Northern Italy is obviously where, like, it's like the cloister. That's where it's really, really bad." And he's like, "Oh no, no, you'll be absolutely grand." I go, "Well, why? Like, why are you so sure? Because you have to be in direct contact for at least fifteen minutes." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely outrageous. I just got roasted by my dad. Genuinely, though. This is pretty, pretty scary times. Pretty, pretty, pretty scary times. I mean, this is, the coronavirus is realistically one of the worst things to sweep Ireland since teenagers started wearing Canada goose jackets and fucking AirPods. This is one of the worst things to sweep Ireland since, I don't know, like Anchorman quotes or the fucking Mumford and Sons. Do you remember the Mumford and Sons? Could you imagine listening to more twee shite? Have you ever heard... And I have got no song, so my... will linger long and the vest of... She's just talking about wearing petticoats and fucking... Do you know what I mean? They're absolute shite. Back to business though. The coronavirus, it is getting scary. I went out for a few pints on Friday evening in Bowles Bridge and I actually developed the most genius system in order to get a pint because the pubs are busy and you don't want to be near people. This is what I like to call the Moses tactic, right? This is the Moses move. If you are... (coughs) Oh God... (laughs) oh god no but if you are in a bar okay and you're trying to get served but it's busy nowadays this is the perfect recipe for the coronavirus all you have to do is order your drinks in a northern italian accent so basically just go up to the bar and just from the back of the, if it's really busy and you can't really get a, get up to close to order just go eh? everybody fucking clears they scarper they dash Honestly, scuse, grazie, prego, gra, grazie, scuse, scuse, signore, do you have the drinks in your place? Sorry? Do you have the drinks in your place? Yes, grazie, thank you, yes, si, I'm from Italy, si, thank you, prego. And do, do you also sell the cockatellas? What? Do you sell the cocktailas? Cocktails, See, yes, yes, cocktailas, si, grazie. Yeah, yeah, we do sell cards. Right, could I just get two Guinness in? Sound. And actually, would you bring them outside? We're just, we're just sitting outside. Grazie. We're just sitting outside the fun. seat. Si, pray God, thank you. Do you, you take card? Revolut? Is that, can I revolut you? Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. Genuinely, it works. It's flawless. I mean, it's not flawless. It's mildly racist, totally ignorant, and just general piggery, but it's a bit of crack. But there are sort of general levels of hysteria occurring now. I mean, people, like, everywhere you go, it's all we're talking about. It's all anybody's talking about. Oh, no, honestly, no, it's, it's getting serious now. Peter's, Peter's absolutely beside himself. He's up the walls. He's manic. He's panicked. He's shook. I came home last night and Peter was upstairs in the bath, watching his socks with ethanol, Helen. Can you believe it? He's distraught. He's totally consumed by it now. He's barely gotten out of bed all week wouldn't even touch me, wouldn't lay a finger on me, in me, at me, you know, up me, he literally hasn't touched me, now in his defence he hasn't done that for a decade anyway but nevertheless the poor man is terrified and Mark you're worse, you're worse, you making jokes about this, you making jokes about this and then in two weeks you're going to come down those stairs and you'll be sniffing and howling and scowling and snorting and all the rest and you'll only have yourself to blame You'll only have yourself to blame. Right? And get up those stairs. And take those boxes now. <laughs> no, genuine people. <laughs> are totally and utterly panicked like fucking stockpiling what sort of morons are stockpiling we live in ireland not the fucking serengeti like what do you think is going on here like why are you buying this much bread more fucking rice than uncle ben what the hell is going on here get a grip please get a fucking grip But also at the moment, like, everybody's an expert. Have you noticed that? Every single person has their own sort of hot take that's from an inside source and, well, actually, you know, I know I'm good authority. Do you? What is that authority? Why is everybody an expert? I got into a taxi the other day, right? I got into a taxi. I didn't realise the guy had a PhD in chemistry. The guy must have been more medically, like, decorated than Mary fucking Antoinette. Absolutely outrageous. Well, look, I'll tell you this for free. Oh, you'll tell me it for free. I think I've made this joke before, but still, it's me. But, like, you'll tell me this for free. What do you mean? No, no, actually, what's going to happen here is, what do you mean what's going to happen here is? You don't know. If the World Health Organisation do not know, okay, why does somebody who was a backwards tricolour tattooed, uh, tattooed, very good, Mark, you're literally having another stroke, tattooed on his underarm, why do you know more than the average person? Everybody coming out with their own, no, no, this is, This is what's happening now. And actually, you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine. Were you? Good. You know, I was speaking to a friend of mine and uh, his sister's uh, dog's auntie's cousin's wife once uh, slept with a doctor in Pearl Harbor. And he was telling me that actually, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's really reassuring. Are you? You're a therapist as well. You should do CBT or something. You're a genius, you know. But everybody has their own fucking theory. I was actually going, I was speaking to somebody during the week. And this person is probably listening to this. But still, that's what you get. And they tried to convince me that the coronavirus was a conspiracy theory. This was social cleansing, right, by the Chinese government. And I just said, like, okay, I mean, you're a very intelligent person. But could you please explain this to me and rationalize this somewhat? Well, yeah, but obviously it's like population control and stuff. Okay, okay, interesting. If it was population control, why in God's name would they be targeting the most weak and vulnerable members of society? Oh, yeah, look, there's Miriam there. She's 89 years of age. We should probably give it to her. She's going to be gone in a week anyway. Surely they'd be targeting different people. It's absolutely absurd. (laughs) I'm genuinely trying to think about other things that have sort of, you know, I'm trying to think about other viruses. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, the mumps. Does anybody remember that? Do you remember when the mumps did the rounds in Ireland? I got them as well. We were in like a uh, third year. The mums. Also, by the way, if you want, you know, the way they like they talk about, say, like the bubonic plague and like the like, which is the Black Death, and they say that historians have actually been able to trace the origin of the Black Death to this individual well in a French village, right? It's absolutely fascinating, and the same applies for Wuhan, you know, where they've got the, uh, the the market and they're able to sort of trace the origin back there. With regards to the mums, I can trace it to this exact individual, and I know he's a he's a good friend of mine. So so I won't name him, okay? But his name was Rory X. No, that's that's too outrageous. <laughs> you can't call that. No, we'll call him Exo Shocknessy. But anyway, um, he was the first person to contract mumps in like South County Dublin. In what year would it have been? If we we're in third year, I don't know, but somewhere like mid-noughties, right? And he literally, as a joke, before because the school w- w- didn't really know how to handle this, they're like, oh, maybe he's just like put on a lot of weight, and he still seems to be fine. He literally went up and was just coughing in people's faces. And he's like, oh no, I'm doing it as a joke. but That's not comedy, mate. <laughs> you can't just cough in people's faces. But I, I contracted the mumps. It was really bad, by the way. If anybody had it, like, it was really, really bla- bad. Like, I was getting nosebleeds. My temperature was super fucking high. I was, like, fainting a lot. I couldn't eat. I was delirious. Um, and not, not delirious enough to not go to Bondi Beach Nightclub, though, when I had the mumps. Do you remember Bondi Beach Nightclub? Literally this nightclub in Stillorgan in South Dublin, okay? And they called it Bondi Beach, because obviously you do. Just off the fucking motorway, you know? Bondi Beach. And it had a swimming pool in it. It literally had a swimming pool that was probably full of more potent toxins than like the core in chernobyl honestly the most outrageous thing in the world i remember one night this fucking guy there was always one idiot who would jump into the pool okay it's like why would you bother you're in a nightclub could you imagine anything worse than being in a swimming pool in a nightclub like anyway there's there's always some like one guy at the end of the evening running around super panicked oh my god like i can't find my dubs man do you know where my dubs are uh, no, I don't. Yeah, some like, some absolute Pav just fucking sell my dubs. Okay. The fact that you've just referred to an individual as a Pav, okay, you know, doesn't really lend yourself to a lot of sympathy. Not only do you not deserve shoes, mate, I would like to get a nail studded belt and bend you over and whip you on your bottom until the next leap year. I would like to take your leap card and put it up your arse so far that it scratches the back of your ear for so long until your eyes start watering and you begin to cry those leap fucking tears. How dare you call somebody a paw, you absolute gimp. And also those shoes, you're wearing docksiders in a nightclub. You, uh, You asked for this. You asked for this, mate. Anyway. I went to Bondi with the mumps. And the way that I tried to get away with it was, I wore like a lovely, gorgeous little, you know, Hollister fucking polo shirt. Horrendous. Uh, Hollister polo shirt. And was like, maybe if I just keep the collar turned up, people won't realise that I look like a chipmunk who's recently eaten a chipmunk. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I went in. And I always remember this. I was like quite nervous in the queue. And also it's like you're a teenager. You're like 15, 16, got into a nightclub. There's lots of sort of you know, oh, I hope those guys that don't like me aren't going to beat me up. And, oh, I hope that girl that doesn't like me isn't going to beat me up. You know what I mean? Just basically, there's lots of energy in the air in sort of, you know, mid-teenage discos. But I went in and I was like, okay, just keep a low profile, chill out. Oh, Neo, love a bit of Neo. Sort of pop, contemporary R&B music. Anyway, I walked in onto the dance floor. Straight away, this guy goes, Mark Megan has the mums. Everybody spread. Paula Radcliffe moved slower than the way people ran away from me on the sand floor. It was one of the worst memories of my life. So I was like, okay, i am just going to the bathroom. And I went home. Pretty sad. so much for listening to the Sunday Rose. really appreciate it guys uh, I hope all of you are well I hope none of you have actually contracted the coronavirus or your loved ones obviously suffice to say thank you again for all of the support if you are not subscribed to the Patreon please consider it patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan on Instagram at Megan Mark and yeah live shows very soon very scary very terrifying i'm literally having sleepless nights thinking about these live shows i'm so fucking panicked but look at the end of the day you're going to be paying whatever amount of money to go and see a man have a literal breakdown so there you go but thank you so much for the support mind yourselves be good and i will see you at the baby roast on wednesday all the best